I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas. Live on a Monday. Live on 226 FSR stations. Across this great, great nation. I'm... This Kevin Durant story... You know, Mackenzie, make sure you got those uh, all the updated odds ready. I think there's been a little turn in this story that isn't obvious. And I also think the logic of where he should go is pretty strong, but it's also not obvious. I like th- when things are compelling, but we are the only ones saying it, AJ. And by the way, sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman. Thank you, R.J. Great to be here on a Monday where Novak Djokovic wins Wimbledon. Yawn again. Paolo Becero. Oh, hold on a second. How how would we be making that the lead? Like, what would we be betting on? Like, the U.S. Open? 
Uh, is he not, not allowed to play in the U.S. Open? Then that's not the lead. Okay, KC. Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren face off in the summer league tonight. D, D block, and I it D looks block, like by the way will be about six forty five or so Eastern. We'll do a preview of that. And it looks like the Indiana Pacers are throwing in a, a wrench into the plans of the Phoenix Suns, the favorites to land Kevin Durant. Now that is how I can get to my Durant story. So let's do that. We'll make it seem like we're telling the story about the Pacers, but it's really just a way to get into the Durant story. The Indiana Pacers are set to offer. I guess, give an offer sheet to DeAndre Ayton, which would then put the Phoenix Suns in a tough position to where they either match the offer from the Indiana Pacers and keep him, which they wouldn't be able to trade him until December 15th if they were to do that. All right, so, so let's talk about that rule. So an offer sheet is saying you have a uh, conditional free agent? Restricted free restricted. agent. Restricted, okay. Which means, yes, they have some freedom, but it's a restricted freedom. Now, one of the thing, or the thing that allows you to sign a restricted free agent, is you pre- uh, you offer them an offer sheet to present it. That means you've signed for a certain offer, and now the team that has the rights, in this case Phoenix, either has to match it or let you go, uh, or let the player go. Now, your th- point is, if they match it. Now there's restrictions on how soon you can trade them. December 15th would be the earliest DeAndre Ayton could be traded. Which is after the season has started. Right. So, really, what we're saying here is any offer sheet that was presented for Ayton made it where he wasn't going to be in any Durant trade. Yes. The very Well, I guess because if the Suns match it, they can't trade him. If they don't match it, they lose him. Wow. So, huh. So why wouldn't that's interesting? Why wouldn't the Sun? Let's say why wouldn't the the uh, Brooklyn Nets had uh, done an offer sheet? That's a good question. I think because they're over the, the salary cap uh, limit, they would have to be a sign and trade, which I guess they well, they've no, no, tried no, by to defini- do. But- by definition, I don't think an offer sheet's not a sign and trade because a sign and trade says the other the the, the the team that has the player is going to then match the offer. So they have. So how would you sign? You can't sign and trade with an offer sheet. Oh, you're right. I, I'm assuming because the Nets are above the salary cap okay, limit, they, they're not capable of it. So if the Nets had like a best friend that was a GM for another team, ooh. There could be collusion, but okay. Fair. <laughs> so what we're saying here is the Pacers, by all accounts, they genuinely want Aiden, and it, it's a situation where if they present this offer sheet, it really puts Phoenix into a bind where they won't be getting uh, Durant. By the way, right now, updated today, Kevin Durant's next team, the odds, the favorite right now at minus money, minus one ten, Phoenix. Brooklyn staying there is next about three to one. Toronto four to one. Then there's a big drop. Heat twelve to one. Golden State fourteen to one. And we got some news on Golden State and some comments by the GM, comments by Curry. Yeah, and so this puts a situation where the Suns would get nothing back for Aiton if he were to sign with the Pacers. And give them no assets to trade for Kevin Durant. So the favorites to land Kevin Durant seemingly shouldn't be the favorites at this point. Mm-hmm. So then the question becomes: Okay, let's assume that the, the, the Suns are overpriced here. What's your gut feeling on who the value would be on? If minus one ten, let's say the Suns really should be five to one. The fact that minus one ten means there's going to be value somewhere else. Uh, I personally have my theory. We'll get to that. But other than that, 
Does anyone jump out at you? Brooklyn. I, I think the, the, he stay? the thought that they would just say, listen, we're not trading you, at least well, not, at least not right say, now. I don't think they would say that. I think they would say they're trying their very best. We're trying. We're up all night. We're doing it on weekends. But the fact is, we just can't get fair offer, fair value for you. They're not going to say we're not trading you. I think the way you just said it, the market isn't allowing us to get what you're worth right now. Mm-hmm. And we think later on it might, but right now we can't get enough for you to feel like we're being fairly compensated. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like that puts Durant into a bind because he either has to say, hmm, maybe I'm not worth as much as you guys think, which isn't necessarily something he <laughs> wants to say, right? Or he's got to say, you know, I see it, because I'm, I'm worth more than the offers. I, I agree with you guys, so I'm going to try my best here. Now, as an aside with Brooklyn, I think it's very possible Durant starts the season in Brooklyn. In fact, they're the second favorite right now behind Phoenix. And we think Phoenix is maybe a little bit overpriced or more than a little. We'll see what happens with this Aiden uh, contract offer, offer sheet from Indy. But by all accounts, Kyrie's not coming back. Like, apparently, it's personal. Apparently, it's something that maybe it's going to be the Lakers, maybe it's not. But Brooklyn, even if they bring... Because my thought was, maybe they're going to wait for Kyrie to see if they have a chance for Durant, Brooklyn, to kind of contend him a little bit, to make him okay with it. And then the theory is, okay, if they've got Kyrie ready to go, maybe it's easier to placate, assuage, to, to make Durant feel better. But by multiple sources, insiders, they're saying, no, this is not going to happen, that, that Brooklyn will not suit up Kyrie. Now, again, things change, but that seems to be a strong opinion right now. Any thoughts on that? It surprises me because, you know, I, he signed the offer, or he signed the. Well, that the, was his choice. Yeah, he opted in. And I, I but think. What action on Brooklyn's case at all shows any interest in him? But Brooklyn, I mean, they were playing him last year when he was available. Yeah, I think the things that have evolved have evolved. Between, you know, Harden started the year happy there from the start of the year to the end of the year. And again, multiple beat writers have said they've never seen a team ever, never as unhappy as Brooklyn throughout the end of that year, that this was just a discontented team. Now, what was the source of that? We can debate it, but net net, that's something no one seems to want to repeat. Now, the fact that, you know, when I said at the time, I was surprised Kyrie signed that one year option without it being something in conjunction with the team. Them saying things like, hey, we'll do this for you. Go ahead, sign in. Apparently, they weren't all that anxious for him to sign in. Now that he has opted in Kyrie for the one year, the remaining year, they still don't want him. We hear all the time about players who are under contract saying, I'm not going to go. Ben Simmons, when he was in Philly, I'm not going to go out and play for this team. How often do we hear about the team saying, we've got this guy under contract who's good enough to be on the floor, but we're not going to put him out there? I don't think that ever happens. I think in general, they would just trade him. So you're kind of trying to make the point, well, we are critical of players that they don't honor their contract. Shouldn't we be critical of teams that don't honor the contract? Except the teams, at least evidently, in ways that is easy to see, they never not honor the contract. And if they weren't, if like you said, they didn't suit up Kyrie, they would still have to pay him. Yeah, they would, but I'm not even sure they could do that, to be honest. If he was ready to play, and they, they could cut him in theory... But then they would have to pay him, and then he'd be a free. So I think their options would be to cut him, 
and then still be on the hook for the money. And that's in a way what a buyout is. Right. right? A buyout in Houston just bought out um, John Wall. Okay, good example. Where I think he was owed X, they paid like six or seven million less than that, like 48 versus 42 or some variation. If I'm just going by my memory, and they're saying, we're saving six, but you know what? We weren't going to get anything from him on the floor we wanted, so we'll just save the six million. But now Wall can go double dip. Is the theory and go somewhere else right. and play, and, and which you did. And Houston probably comes out ahead there. If they had zero interest in him on the floor, they effectively were going to pay or are going to pay six or so less million, and they don't care if he goes somewhere else. Right. Now, if they were competitive, and he went to a you know a true competitor for the title, they wouldn't like that. But that's not the case. Okay, so what we're seeing here is Brooklyn's sick of it. Which again, I don't have much sympathy for because they enabled. You know, it's like the, the, you see the seven year old kid and he wants soda, then he wants another soda, different flavor, then he, want the, then he spills it and he wants the waitress to get him. You know, you look over and you think, man, that's going to be a tough teen years. The early teens aren't going to be easy over there. Okay, well, if you look at Brooklyn, we from the outside could say, oh, they're enabling this, they're enabling that. And apparently, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, amazingly, was the press conference where Kyrie says, see you in the fall. And he was acting like he was part of the management group and like he was going to dictate what he was going to, you know, like it was totally his decision. And apparently, that was a bridge too far. The, the, the powers to be said, that guy's entitled. Say, I wonder how he got that way. And obviously, it was somewhat that way before. But Brooklyn, it seems like they're differentiator. How did they get Kyrie and KD? By saying, you guys are going to pretty much run things. Well, that's why Steve Nash is the coach. Because because that's something, it was a player-friendly coach that the players wanted, or KD and, and Irving wanted. So, in a weird way to say, we got you because we're going to totally enable you and give you all the power. Then to say, you know something, you're, you're taking a little too much power. And then instead of just trying to draw it back a little bit, you seem to want to get hardcore about it. And then KD says, oh, you want to be gangster? I'll be gangster. Trade me. Four years? I don't care. Trade me. Now, I don't love it, but it's gangster in a weird way. It's almost like, you know how when you're kind of placating someone and you're doing what they want, you think, and you're kind of scared of something, right? Whatever it is, a girl leaving or an employer firing you or whatever it is. And you, after a while, you start thinking, is it really that much to be scared of? If I did this, am I really going to suffer the consequences? And then the first time you kind of put your toe over that line, you just get your foot chopped off. <laughs> it's kind of like what KD did. He's like, no, you, you should have been scared the whole time. You've gone over the line with your toe, and now I'm gone. What's wild is, if you think back to before Kyrie opted in, it, it felt like the only way KD was, was going to stay in Brooklyn was if they worked things out with Kyrie. And then when Kyrie opted well, in, it, it was so almost... so much about Kyrie, or is it so much about he wants everything his way in any attempt at rebellion is going to be dealt with aggressively. I think that's the bigger picture, is KD likes to have things his way. Kyrie was one piece of the things that he wanted his way, certainly. All right, let's take our first break. What we've done so far, we've told you the current odds. We've said Phoenix may be a little overpriced as the favorite to get Durant because of the story with Indy and the contract with Aiton, and that's Phoenix not having that asset to trade, even if it was a three-way or something, because Brooklyn isn't really known to love Aiton right now. 
it was AJ thinking, wow, if it's not the Suns, the second favorite staying in Brooklyn makes some sense. Well, maybe, but Irving, by all accounts, or most accounts, would not be there. It's going to be someone they want to move. But I think there's a team. I'll even tell you who it is, Golden State. That not only would this be the best thing for KD, I think, and this is something no one's saying, it will clearly, it would clearly be the best thing for Golden State to get Durant. I'll make that case. Don't miss it. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heaven's gonna fall. I'm 
I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm AJ Hoffman. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay, so we've got a little clarification. So the question was Indiana and the idea of having an offer sheet signed for Aiton. And our thought was okay, if that happens now. Phoenix has a few options. One, they could just let him go, but then they don't have that asset to trade for Durant, and they are the favorite for Durant, Phoenix. Or even if they do match the sign or the offer sheet, they can't then trade Aiden until December, which would seem to eliminate him from Durant. But you got a clarification. Yeah, so there's no deal that's been official yet, but the Pacers have so informed the, offer, the Suns. It, official yet means the offer sheet has not been signed by the Pacers. Correct. But the Pacers owner informed the Suns owner that he intends to offer him one. And he's also said, if you don't like that, we can offer you a sign and trade for Miles Turner. Okay. So with their th- now, see, that's curious to me because if they do the offer sheet and. Phoenix doesn't match, then they get him for that sheet, that the value of that sheet, and they give nothing up. Right. But instead, they're saying, "Okay, heads up, warning, warning. We're gonna, I'm gonna press this button. You don't want me to press, but I'm gonna give you time before I press it to then offer me this guy for us to give up an asset for him." I guess maybe they need that salary cap-wise, or I don't know. They don't need it, but Aiton and Turner would be sort of repetitive players. And yeah, Turner's but then why not keep Turner and trade him somewhere else? I guess you could, but I, I think it, I mean I think it's got to be salary cap because maybe it's not salary cap. Maybe it's just this. I mean, the Pacers owners are famous for not wanting to overspend. Maybe it's just a cash flow issue. It, that it could be a cash flow issue. They do have the salary cap space once they've got the the Brogdon uh, tr- trade with Boston cleared. Now they've mm-hmm. got cap, salary cap space to do this, which that confuses me too because supposedly these trades always need to be one for one within a certain percentage. I don't know. I tell you, the, let's just say this. If the NBA wants people who are not capologists, right? And, and again, how many capologists are there? Eight in the country or whatever that really understand, at least in the media, the salary cap? I think the guys inside do, but some of them do. The GMs, I'm not sure if all of them do. But they don't make it easy to follow. I will tell you that much because it, it's so counterintuitive sometimes. That I mean, just the Pacers, the idea they could sign them. And for nothing, or they could trade someone, and they're trying to entice them to take the trade. <laughs> That's just counterintuitive. Counterintuitive. You think our, you know, our Ivy League guy, who's an NBA expert, would have it? Any any thoughts, McKenzie? Miles Turner's been on the trade block for like a year. Yeah, but so. not for nothing. They could cut him. So in this case, they'd be gaining nothing additional, right? Well, they probably wouldn't have to give the max offer that they're thinking about offering. They could offer less. Uh, well, first off, how do we? Well, first of all, do we know that the, the offer sheet's a max offer? We don't. Okay. And do we know Aiton would sign even if he gets traded? Or I guess if he gets traded for, he's only got one year left anyway. You might have a disgruntled player then if he doesn't. I mean, if he wants, but at least with the offer sheet, if he signed, if he accepts it, that means he's contented with that offer. You're guaranteed that if you do the trade, you don't even know what kind of what kind of contentedness you're going to get for anything less than what the offer sheet would be. Maybe you wouldn't, right? Unless you talk to the guy and he said he would, but at that point, well, if what you, are you talk gaining? to the guy and said he would, maybe that's what you make the offer sheet then, <laughs> right? I mean, it's just counterintuitive. 
Most people just nod because they don't even understand the beginning of it. I'm not just going to nod, AJ. I don't care. And then I'm going to tell you here in a minute something about the Warriors that makes all, makes all this a moot point. Kevin Durant should go to Golden State, and Golden State needs, needs Kevin Durant. That's in 40 seconds. This is the Fastest Current Show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you and, quite frankly, my amazing takes. Not amazing. We'll say entertaining and true. <laughs> what do you think? That makes them, I mean, if it's entertaining and true, that's amazing, I would say. Well, sometimes. Some are, but not all of them. Some are just entertaining and true. Okay. Okay. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas here in Vegas on the Strip. 111 degrees. The neon is chugging. All right, the Golden State Warriors 14 to 1 to be Kevin Durant's next team. You seem to think it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so this is something the Warriors have been lauded for. They've been given a ton of credit for, including by you. Yes, which is they've been attempting and effectively so it would seem to 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 thread the needle of being competitive now and setting themselves up to be competitive in the midterm when the young players, the first and second year guys, become fourth and fifth year guys, when they can really start making statements, winning titles. Okay. Very few teams can do that. Usually it's you put all your chips in the table now, you try to win, you hit rock bottom, then you try to regrow. Celtics, for example, they had the big three, traded them all to the Brooklyn Nets, got all those picks. Now they've grown from there, and they were on the brink of a title this year. That's the the perfect story. Uh, Almost perfect. OKC, they draft Durant, they draft uh, Westbrook, they draft Harden. Amazing series of draft choices. They had a Baca. They came into the title series against, uh, that was Miami, and they were favored. A lot of people don't remember that. OKC was favored in that series, had home court. But they lost. They were on the brink. But again, now they're torn down again, and they got tons of draft picks. Okay. Golden State saying, no, no, no. That's that's for you squares. This is what the cool Silicon Valley people do. We're going to do both at once. And you know something? They made a statement before the playoffs that says they're serious about it. Because Wiseman was obviously not going to contribute last year. He was out the whole year. And at a certain point, they knew he wasn't going to come in and play. And they needed another big man, or at least they thought depth at the backcourt was a problem. They had Looney, but they needed more. They could have traded Wiseman for a rock-solid, you know, like maybe 40th best player in the league type big man, maybe 50th best player. They said, no, we're not going to sell out our future. We're not going to mortgage the future to increase our chance to win now. Now, they entered the playoffs, Golden State, at 9-1. to They won. You might think, geez, what we got is a title team now, and we got a bright future. Why do we need Kevin Durant? Well, I'm going to make the case that both of those assumptions are wrong. One, that they have a title team, at least moving forward. And two, that they have a bright future. I'm going to question both of those. All right. Golden State was 9-1 to entering the playoffs, as I said. They won. Now, next year, what would you expect Golden State to be? Well, what is the up arrow and down arrow with Golden State? Up arrow is going to be the young players get better. Maybe Wiseman starts to actually contribute. 
Kaminga, you know, go down the list. Maybe they get better. What's the down arrow? Down arrow is age Clay, and health. Yeah, Clay's older. Uh, I mean, everyone's older, but but Steph and Clay and Draymond are at the age where it really means something. Now, if I said upgrade because the young guys are getting better, downgrade because the old guys are getting older. How would you think that evens out? I, I think it leans more towards the old guys getting older I, because we know that's going to happen. We don't know how these young guys are going to progress. <laughs> so I'm going to just make an accommodation. I'm going to make it easy. I'm going to say, let's call it even. Let's say the team's okay. about as good coming in the playoffs and that they're about nine to one kind of team. Okay. If we go back 50 years, 50 years, this is back to like when the Knicks won the title, right? Is these are the teams that had worse or equal to nine to one odds winning the title, the nineteen or the twenty nineteen Toronto Raptors? They were plus nine seventy five. Golden State, remember, was plus nine hundred nine to one. Two thousand eleven with Dirk Dallas eighteen to one. Nineteen ninety five Houston with Akeem eighteen to one. That's it. Forty six times. 46 times they the champion was better than 9 to 1 entering the playoffs and four times Golden State and the three exceptions we just said Toronto in 19, Dallas in 11, Houston in 95 they were uh worse odds. So really Golden State got very lucky. They they get credit for getting lucky. But when you come in at 9-1, to one, you're not supposed to win it. It's not just every nine years. It's even worse than that, right? This is four out of 50 years. That's pretty convincing that, that, that you don't— For This sure. isn't a title-type team next year because they weren't a title-type team entering the playoffs. They just did an amazing thing, but it isn't necessarily repeatable. There's no reason to think it's repeatable because you just said, hey, you think they get worse more than they get better. I so, do. I, and let's be honest, the league probably was a little weak this year. You had Milwaukee with a, a key injury. You had Phoenix. It didn't make sense what was ha- if it was COVID, if it was thigh issues. I mean, then you had a, a, a Grizzlies team that was the third seed but really wasn't ready to go. I mean, there was a lot of, lot of uh, strange events this year that made it uh, – where you had Boston and Golden State. That was about the two worst teams I've seen at the finals. One of them was going to be a flawed champion, I said a long time ago. Was it, you know, you said a lot of strange events. Was one of the strange events being that the Warriors weren't healthy all year until those playoffs? Except, except under that theory, when you're this age, they're not going to be healthy most. It right. was just happenstance. They were all healthy during the playoffs. It was luck, right? I mean, most of the time, that's not going to be the case, right? So they were healthy coming into the playoffs and still were 9-1. to one. They weren't nine to one when there was doubts about all their health. We all knew that Steph was coming back, and Clay was quote unquote healthy at the time, right? And so was Draymond. So it was like there was no one. If we weren't certain of their health, they might have been eighteen to one, right? So even with the certainty of the health, it was uncertain. You can't tell me there wasn't. Who was the dominant? Who was the really good team last year? There wasn't one. There wasn't. And how often is that? Phoenix, Phoenix was, was the, the really closest, good team, yeah. and something went way wrong in that Dallas series that no one can really understand. No one knows, right? I don't know. I mean, they say it was. I mean, what is the current story on that, McKenzie? That there were several Sun staffers that stayed in Dallas after Game Six, didn't go to Game Seven, but reportedly none of the players tested positive that day. 
For COVID, we're talking for about. For COVID, yeah. All right, and what about the idea of the, the hamstring or the quad, cont- like like Chris Paul yeah. having a serious leg injury? Yeah, it's been widely reported after Game 3 that he had a quad injury that didn't leave him for the rest of the season. Yeah, the series and the season, I guess. So, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Phoenix didn't look like Phoenix. And, Phoenix, and, and then you have the idea of LeBron not having... You know, uh, a good team. I mean, just it's just an unusual year. It's hard. I know you're a big uh, homer. Uh, for I agree staff. with you. There, a lot of things were were odd in this postseason. And even if it wasn't, even if at the nine to one, everything was just the way it normally is, they only win it four out of fifty years based on history. This was one of them. How do we think next year is and the year after? And each year that passes. I think the equation becomes more down arrow as Steph gets older and older. The idea that any of these rookies are going to step up to that level seems nearly, uh, let's just say it's a long shot. Agreed. Okay. So, what we're saying is it's hard to win now trying to thread the needle if you're Golden State. Winning this year doesn't make it any easier from here. If anything, it makes it a little tougher. Everyone gets more expensive, whatever. I think we've made a compelling case there. Now, the next question is going to be, well, what about this future that they're protecting? What's really being protected there? And once we tell that story, it's going to kind of make the Durant thing really clear. So, let's, <laughs> let's transition to the story, which is Durant. And we've, like we said, we just established this team probably doesn't win another title with the core component of being staff and you know those being the leaders on the team. What do they got? Three years left there, maybe four at the most. Four seems like a lot. Okay. What about the future? So I tasked AJ and McKenzie, and I didn't tell them what my intention was. I said, give me the how many guys teams do you have listed? We went we went with eight. All right. So I said, give me a list. They chose eight of the teams you think have the best chance to be title contenders five years from now. So the theory is, how many good young players do you have? So maybe you look at Memphis and say, man, you got John Morant. He's still going to be good in five years. They got this depth, that depth. Now you look at like an OKC. So many picks coming up. You look at Houston. You look at Orlando. Okay. The question is, where does Golden State's future that they're protecting so much fit amongst that landscape. When we come back, we'll tell you that, and then we'll tell you why that answer makes Kevin Durant to Golden State make a ton of sense. Stay tuned. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. There were 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening what's up everybody this is Stephen a smith when i'm not at my day job first tape you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and politics You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm proposing that Kevin Durant going to Golden State is a no-brainer for both teams. Premise number one, we've gone over earlier in the show, which is, hey, this Golden State team was pretty lucky to win as a 9-1 to favorite, or not a favorite, as a 9-1 to long shot coming in the playoffs. In the last 50 years, only three other teams have been 9-1 to or worse and won it. So is Golden State going to get better next year? No, we think it's about even. The young guys get a little better, the old guys get a little worse. So that means, well, really, the near term isn't great for Golden State. The question is, what about the midterm? What about five years from now with all this youth? Well, I asked McKenzie and AJ, put me together a team, a list of the best teams you project in five years in the NBA. How do we project that? How good young players are now? And what kind of draft capital? So, McKenzie, you do the honors. Give us the list one at a time. 
Number one was the Boston Celtics. Okay, so your the theory is Tatum's going to be 29 at this point. Uh, they got they still have a lot of the other players. Obviously, they can you know they can their point guard is going to be a little old at that point. Smart, but hey, there's a way to work around that. Tatum, Brown, and Time Lord all 30 or under. Yeah, but, but five years from now, yeah, and they'll but Time Lord's knees are 40, <laughs> and they have draft picks every. They are, they have their first round draft picks right, every year. So Boston is on the list, and I think they have a better chance of being good in five years than Golden State. No doubt. Go ahead. Number two was Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. All right, and we can keep this simple. Luka, in theory, is so good and so young. He'll be 28 at that point. And with Cuban willing to spend, they put enough around them. Go ahead. Number three was the Cleveland Cavs. The Cleveland <laughs> Cavs. The Cleveland Cavs. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to be better in Golden State. I'm not sure they're three. They had two All-Stars under 25 and Evan Mobley as a third guy. That's a good point, actually. Okay. And that would be what? Garland. And Jared Allen. Okay. And they would be 27 and 29 in five years. Mobley would be 26. Yeah, you're right. That is compelling. Now, what's their draft capital look like? They have four draft picks out of the next five years. And four number ones. Okay, so they haven't traded that away, but they don't have any extra. Right. All right, next. The New Orleans Pelicans with Zion. They have 11 first-round draft picks in the next five years. And remember, Ingram would only be 29 at that point. And uh, what about that defensive guy that everyone loves? How old is he? I mean, he's young, right? Herb Jones, yeah, he's a rookie. You don't even have him on the list. No, he'd be number four after Jackson Hayes. I don't know. Okay, I see that. And again, Zion's a question mark, no doubt. Go ahead. The Thunder have 15 number one picks in the next five years. They're my number five team. All right, and they all have uh, uh, Shane dress Alexander. SGA, SGA. SGA, they have um, Chat, who has looked good. And I mean, no doubt, he's now the uh, co-favorite for Rookie of the Year, and they've got a game here coming up, right? And then you got um, Josh Giddy also, Giddy, and all those picks, and and a great GM. I will continue Milwaukee. Still, I don't know about Milwaukee. So Middleton would only be thirty. If we got Bobby Portis, so, Middleton, Middleton will be, be thirty-five. 35. Yeah. 30 oh, thirty. Right yeah. So let, forget that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, Giannis is Giannis, so right. So you probably are able to build a team around That's him. That's the only reason they're still on the list because they've got the, one clearly of those guys. the best young player in the game. Well, with Luca, I think it's fair to say. And then you guys got Memphis seventh. I think we understand that Morant would only be twenty-seven. Atlanta eighth is a horrible thing. <laughs> I can't believe you don't have Houston above Atlanta. Atlanta already has two All-Stars. Yeah, Houston has a lot of picks and a lot of potential, and so does Orlando. You don't have Orlando here? No, I wanted to have at least one bona fide star right, already so on the team. So, what I'm saying is that becomes Team 9 and 10, Houston and Orlando. And you're right, these are all rolls of the dice. Sure. But you know what else is roll of the dice? Golden State's future. Because if you look at their good guys, and Wiggins, we have no idea if he's going to be on that team. I mean, if you look at the young, good guys there, it's Kaminga. Keep going down. Wiseman, Poole, Moody. I I mean, let's be honest. Wiseman's the biggest, has two question marks beside him. He could not get you the second pick in the draft. He's a a descending asset right now. It might reverse itself. So Depressed asset. We've heard that a lot lately. Yeah. I mean, it's depressed, but trending down. And my point is, they, they don't get in the top 10. In the future, we didn't even when we had this task, we didn't even discuss Golden State five years from now being one of the best teams. Okay, so now the question becomes, what are you protecting? Right now, you're on the cusp of being a real title contender year after year for two, three, four years, 
And in the future, you're what, 11th, 12th most likely? That's worse than now. All right. So it's to me, if you want to count titles, if titles are what matters, Durant getting traded in a reasonable trade, the Golden State increases their chance of the title. And them trying to thread the needle now means they probably fall short now and they fall short in the future. Real quick, Mackenzie, give us a quick little uh, 40 second preview on tonight's big matchup in the Summer Leagues. The exciting matchup between the number one and number two rookie of the year odds is not going to happen because Paolo Bencaro has been called off. So Chet Holmgren individually will be facing the Magic and his team, the Thunder, are minus three and a half point favorites over Orlando. It was pick'em a half an hour ago, but no Paolo. Now Thunder, minus three and a half. So Paolo's absence moved the line about three, three and a half points. Yes. Wow. That's fascinating because I think that's probably not enough because not only are you missing Paolo, I think you miss the intensity. Orlando's feeling like, oh, we're playing at a deficit. I know everyone's fighting for jobs, but it does feel like it takes some energy out of the magic. Real quick, you got 10 seconds. How has Chet been, you think? Has he exceeded expectations to you? Yes, he's shown the range and he's shown the defensive ability down low that was question mark. You know what I think it would be fascinating? See McKenzie down at the summer leagues trying to introduce himself. Hey, I'm head of research. I mean, we should just have a camera, you know, taping him secretly doing I that. want the discussion between him and Chet on tape. If you missed any of today's <laughs> show, including a long dissertation about where Kevin Durant could be headed, why he should be headed to Golden State, check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Huffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? 
facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.